The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. An idea that was dreamed up during lockdown in Australia has made its way to the southeast. Sunrise Social was set up by Irish woman Caroline McKenna, a.k.a. a county down under, for all those who were struggling abroad because they were unable to get home to their families during lockdown. It's since become a movement all over the world and the Wexford Sunrise Social is very active, thanks to Rachel Monroe, who joins me this morning. You're very welcome to the Sunday Grill, Rachel. Oh, thank you for the lovely welcome. Well, you do. I I was reading out the list of stuff you have planned for September to my friend and we were a bit taken aback. You really have thought outside the box. How is it going? Is there a good reaction to it? I think it, it is a good reaction. I think obviously the group, well, it, we've only kind of, I've only really been sort of up and running maybe a couple of months now. Mm. So obviously it's still very new. I think people are, um, that everyone's joining the group for different reasons. Maybe they're new to the area, they've got a job in the area, friends have moved away, you mm-hmm. know, just, just people for lots of different circumstances and people are just looking to get out and meet new people. Um, and I think what comes with that is a little bit of, people get a little bit nervous yeah. about sort of actually, so they think that, you know, I'm getting loads of lovely messages, this is a great idea, oh, I love, you know, you know, I'd love to, I want to get out and meet new people or I'd love to do a hike, I'd love to come, you know, along and mm-hmm. and meet you at a, a, a sunrise. But then I think actually doing it and, uh, you know, it can be a little sometimes a bit intimidating. Yeah, it's kind of about breaking so that first step, isn't it? Absolutely. So I kind of, for September, I thought, right, um, we need to put a, let's really sort of think about, okay, well, different activities kind of obviously this is it we're called so we're on instagram it's sunrise social wexford mm-hmm. um so generally obviously it's all about sort of we'd normally meet and to, to enjoy a sunrise but also what I, we've got set up so we now have we're going to have a book club going we're going to have maybe a monthly kind of meet up for a drink something mm-hmm. very informal we've got um one of our um organizers uh, she's she has two gorgeous dogs and she wants to do sort of dog friendly meetups if anyone with a dog bring them along um we've got mums that are sort of contacting me about well could we maybe try and organize sort of you know child friendly mum mm-hmm. meetups during mm-hmm. the week so it's kind of it there's there's a lot there's so we have a lot planned for september but there's also a lot more that can be planned oh, totally. um, <laughs> and tell me about yourself uh how did you end up in wexford and and what was that like for you when you when you came here first yeah, well, I've actually, my connection with Wexford um, has probably, gosh, about 15 years or so now. Mm. Um, my brother basically married a Wexford girl. Um, she was she was over in the UK. Um, they met, basically came over, they got married um, uh, in Wexford um, and then loved it. And obviously she wanted, they had a family and they wanted to stay in, in Wexford. And then funny, my mum and dad basically, they came over for the wedding and within a month they were like, right, we're selling up, we're moving over to Ireland. Oh, I, I um, get it. So it's I, Wexford. I totally <laughs> get this. <laughs> so I'm I'm kind of, I've been really familiar with the county, um, I'd say for a good 15 years. So you've, you Myself, did the same. When did you move over then? I've actually, I was a little bit, I was a bit later than them. I actually did a little bit. I was living in London for 20 years myself. Okay. And then decided... I'm going to move because time the timing was right. Um, I actually though I went to Belfast first. Okay. So I kind of I went to Belfast, then I came down, and then I got a bit closer. Then I was Dunleary. Okay. Then 
and I'm moving down and down and down. And they kind <laughs> of knew thing. you were coming, didn't you? It was a real stick one in their eye. They left me. They left me for Wexford. Yeah. The stubbornness <laughs> in you wanted to not get here. But there's always a draw of the coast, I think. I think also it's just it's just such a beautiful spot um, and I'm lucky with kind of I'm with what I'm trying to do work wise now mm. that I can I can live and work remotely. Um, so I'm kind of, you know, I'm I'm not, uh, you know, I, I don't have to be near Dublin or, yeah. you know, kind of thing. I can sort of I've got that. And And even though you had your immediate family, did you find it? Easy or difficult to be come part of I, the community in Kentu Wexford? This, yeah, this is one one of my really big um, why I I wanted to sort of get him. I wanted to see if there was a sunrise mm. social running in Wexford. Um, I I think it can be, especially well. I'm I'm sort of I'm I'm in my forties, and mm-hmm. it you know it's 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 very people are lovely and people are friendly and you chat away to people and you know you'll meet people through various different circumstances but to actually try and make friends mm-hmm. it's I think it's actually it's so difficult um you know it's just I don't know if it's maybe as you get older it's just more difficult or or maybe I'm just not I don't know maybe people <laughs> sort of meet me and go oh no I can't be bothered with her um <laughs> maybe there's that reason who knows but I, I just I, I, I think a lot of people I've spoken to you know definitely in the same boat that it kind of as you get older it's definitely it's more difficult just to mm-hmm. to meet people that and it always sounds a bit weird you kind of feel like you know meet people for friendship meet people for you know well it's important isn't to it? make friends to you know but you, yeah yeah, mm-hmm, absolutely. And I do think a lot of people, when they make a kind of big move, they move back to their hometown. So they kind of slot back in. It's hard to move somewhere where you don't really know a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I, I myself, I've I've kind of probably moved around quite a bit. Mm. So I'm kind of I've I, I'm a little bit I sort of, you know, I do roam around, <laughs> but I kind of feel um but by doing that, you know, I've got, I sort of, I, you know, friends in London, friends mm. wherever, but yeah, just it's. <laughs> you need a core group, I find, when you live yeah. in one place. You need someone you can call on. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily, you know, it shouldn't just be family. So I can totally see why if you move somewhere, trying to find your tribe can be so diff- difficult, especially when you're not going to school or to college, you know, and so many people Absolutely. work from home yeah. these days as well. Mm-hmm. Like when you're working yeah. from home, it's so hard to get yourself a gang. You need a gang. And you have thought of so many different ways of forming a gang, as you were saying at the start, um, Sunrise Social. So the Sunrise part is really the main part of this idea that was started up by um, Caroline McKenna in Australia or County Down Under. Do you, you, yes. You've kind of thought of stuff that means that if you're not a hiker, if you don't want to get up really early in the morning, there's things that you can go to with Sunrise Social, like book clubs and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. So we um we have the book club, which is literally only just starting. Mm. So we haven't ha- we haven't even had our first book club meet yet. Mm. So it's kind of that's all very very new. Um, you know, definitely there's definitely, and I'm always so um, I'm always like you know if people want to make suggestions, it's this is not you know this is not a group that I run and I dictate what mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. You know, it's definitely that is definitely not what it is. You know, if people want to make a suggestion or they want to, you know, I'm always looking for people that would be maybe happy and confident enough to actually maybe become a coordinator and uh, you know and a you know a gathering. I call them gathering rather than events. A gathering. Mm-hmm host you know maybe something nearer where they live that they'd love to do a monthly just a monthly coffee and a Mm -hmm. Sunday morning walk or something you know um 
always on the lookout for people that want to get involved that way as well. And what has the reaction been like? I see that you say it's for both men and women, but I have a funny feeling you're getting mostly women, are you? Oh, we are. We get we we get we get off, get the odd man, but it's very yeah. It's and it's 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 not the you know it's definitely open to to everybody. Mm. Um, but I I kind of I don't know. Maybe we're just a little bit more. I think females a little bit more open. I think sometimes totally. to kind of yeah. Just to allay people's fears as well, because I do think it is it is hard to, as you said, go somewhere for the first time. There might be lots of people who have followed you on Sunrise Social Wexford. That doesn't mean that your hikes have 20 and 30 people. They can be quite small groups, can't they? No, absolutely. We were actually, we had, um we we went um on our last meetup last weekend. Um, there were five of us. Lovely. And I was actually speaking to Tina, who who is one of our um, event hosts. Mm. She, I was sort of speaking to her and because she organises sort of um, 5K runs, walks mm-hmm. in Gory, the uh, Gory area, because that's where she's from. Yeah. And she was saying the same thing. She's probably getting about five people as well. And what's really nice about that, you know, it's kind of everyone can have a natter with everybody and get to know everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So, you know, obviously it just, it will totally de- depend on the event. But, and again, you know, you could get that five people that really click and then they start doing their own thing. Yeah, and we, I, and I think that. that's fantastic. Yeah, you know, I think fantastic. that's that, that would be, I'd love to hear that, you know, if people sort of meet through this, but then end up doing their own thing. And, mm-hmm. or, you know, it's, I just think that that's the whole, that's, you know, that's mm. the, the point of this really. Yeah. For people to, to make, um, to make friends you know get out and and obviously and another reason for the group would be you may have loads of friends but mm-hmm. none of them want to go on a hike none of them want to go jump off a cliff into the sea you know kind of thing or different things that we might end up end up doing um so again it's just it's just you know I'm trying to do different activities yeah and um you know maybe something you always wanted to try and just no, um, no one else wants to go with you. No, you're going to have to explain that jumping off a cliff to people. This is your experience Coast, on the yes. 23rd of September. I wouldn't yes. be doing this, but explain it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you basically, as I say, you jump. You're obviously very. You you wear life jackets. Yeah, you're helmets. totally that helmets. You're kind of you. There will be um, health and safety. The guys there that run the activity, and it's called Coasteriric. I'm probably going to say that wrong as well. But you basically you start off um, quite low to the sea and jump off a rock, mm. and then the it just gets higher and higher. Wow. Um, yeah, and it's that's done in so that's in Hook. That's out sort of in the Hook area. Okay. Um, now I'm petrified myself. Mm-hmm. This is something I put in because I saw it advertised and I thought I would never do that. So I'm putting it out there, um, and I have a few people interested. So yeah, definitely like. Yeah, we'd love more people to come along. <laughs> but we would also like to say that... Even just to cheerlead. Yeah, Even just to cheerlead. I would cheerlead. <laughs> but even today, for example, in a little while, at 11am this morning, you're going to Curraclough for a sea um, dip, a walk, bring your own brunch as well. And like you yeah. were just saying, if mm-hmm. you, even if you have a big gang of best friends who don't want to get into the sea, then you have Sunrise Social. Tell me, did you have to connect with Caroline McKenna then from a county down under in order to set up Sunrise Social Wexford? Yes, it, it is. It's actually done. So it's done through her. Obviously, mm-hmm. you contact her through. So how I got, how I found out about it myself was I actually joined the Wicklow group. Okay. Um, And I did, I did a few hikes with Wick, the Wicklow group and then I was like, I wonder if there is one in, in Wexford. And mm-hmm. there wasn't. So I thought, do you know what? 
someone needs to start this so I did mm. <laughs> and yeah so you just basically contact Caroline um, through her website you have to do a little bit of an online application um, and then once she's happy with that away you go you set up so um, for people that aren't aware so it's all run sort of generally through Instagram mm-hmm. Um, so each county that has set up a group would have their own Instagram account. Um, so again, if you could, you could join all of them, you know, mm-hmm. if you're traveling around or you're, you know, there's, there's one, there's new ones popping up all the time. Um, so, but, um, but how I do mine, so we have the, ins- so we have the Instagram, but then I also have a, a sort of a small WhatsApp group that's actually that we sort of run with it. So okay. just for easier, just for health and safety and easier communication yeah. on the day. You know, so we've sort of we pop everything in there as well. So on the day, if I'm the host, I'll pop in when I've you know, okay, I'm going to definitely be arriving on time at this time. I'll take a photo when I get there of where I'm standing. Mm -hmm. So if any is as anyone is worried about you know turning up and attending an event for the first time, thinking oh, you know, I I always make it very very clear where I am and who I am. Yeah, yeah. So maybe take that first step if you're thinking you'd like to try new things or meet new people in your area. This one is Sunrise Social Wexford, incredibly active. There's lots of other ones. There's a um, Washford and Tipperary one as well. And as you were saying, there's a Wicklow and Kildare one too. But Mm -hmm. the one that has so much going on this month is because of you, Rachel, (laughs) and that is Sunrise Social Uh Wexford. I know lots of other people have got involved in coordinating it with you. But fair play to you. Such a, a, a lovely idea that I know started in Australia but it's just gone from strength to strength so that is Instagram and Sunrise Social Wexford if you want to search for that Rachel thanks a million for joining me on the Sunday Grill you're welcome The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103 This is an interesting one a collective cycling experience in County Carlow on September 24th if you have an interest in cycling and you might be interested in Cycles, an arts participation project from Carlo Arts Festival and Carlo Sports Partnership. To give us more details, Orla Tracy from Carlo Arts Festival joins me in studio. And on the phone is artist Michelle Brown. You're both very welcome. Thank you for having us. So the arts or art and cycling, not really two disciplines you see going hand in hand, are they, Michelle? Well, I have done lots of work actually with cycling um, and I've made art projects that involve cycling and I suppose what's interesting about cycling is your relationship to place when you're on a bicycle. Mm-hmm. So um, when we're in a car kind of hurtling through space we don't get to experience it in the same way so it's like a, it's at a very particular um Obviously, it's at a very particular speed, but like you miss a lot of detail and the nuance of where you are. And so we're really interested in cycling as this kind of um, practice in space. So it's and it also has the potential for a lot of kind of performance within it as well. So we kind of like the idea that when you're cycling along, you kind of feel the um, you feel all the bumps in the road so that you're really connected to what's going on. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a car and you're going up a little incline, you're not going to feel it. But if you're on a bike, you can feel it. So you can feel where the where the road is rising up and where it's going down. You can feel all the little stones, but you can also see the detail of what's on the side of the road, what's in the hedges, what kind of trees there are. Um, and you feel the weather and the wind much more because you're out in it. And so we were interested in kind of playing with that and thinking about our connection to place and how we experience it as we're travelling. Okay, and and you've been doing a series of workshops, is that right? You've been looking back at the formation of the state in 2023 and then looking forward to as far forward as 2123. Tell me about that. 
Yeah, so we've been working with the communities in the four villages um, of Rathvilly, Great Cullen, Tullow and Hackettstown. And the workshops are really kind of um, exploratory to begin with. Um, so we've been kind of working through with a process of kind of exploring the, the different villages, the landscape around us, thinking about our histories, our own personal histories, what was going on, you know, a hundred years um, ago in our ancestry. Um, and then also thinking about the future. What do we want for the future? What do we imagine? Um, and trying to piece all of that together in a narrative that kind of speaks to Carlo and who we are as part of Carlo, as part of the community of Carlo. So working with Esther Nemeti, the theatre maker that is also one of the artists on the projects, we really kind of um, delved into those ideas and um, did lots of writing and lots of um, walking and action-based things to kind of explore those ideas. And is this a, you know, the end result of those workshops, this 18 kilometre cycle or is it, are you in the middle of the project? Where does this come about? The, this um, project is funded through the R2023 fund, which is kind of the last of the kind of centenary celebrations. So thinking about that um revolutionary period and um, the founding of um, the state and the beginning of self-government. So when we were um, doing the workshops, we were kind of thinking about our sense of place and who we are in a place and how we um, how we are part of it. And I suppose society is made up of all of us and how society is um, organised and structured is made up by all of us. So we were thinking about those kinds of things, but very much thinking about our connection to Carlo and the people we were working with in the four villages in Rathfilly, in Tullow, in Hackettstown and Great Cullen. Mm-hmm. Just thinking about, like, what's their connection to place and their root, roots within Carlo. So we were very much looking at that, at that um, and the projecting into the future is also about what kind of society we want to be. So in 1923, it was the start of self-government. We were thinking about what kind of a society we were, what our self-image was, and how we wanted to um, how we wanted to live. And I think we're really at a crunch point mm. also right now in 2023, where we really have to think about how do we want to live so that we have um, a comfortable. Um, future for mm. the generations that are to come. Yeah, so true. Yeah, like there's been lots of talk as well about our, our roads and safety during the week and that's something that we need to talk, think about as well when it comes to living more sustainably as well and, and how we get from A to B. Orla Tracy from Carlo Arts Festival is here this morning as well. How will this work? Tell us about the logistics of this. Like, Do people have to have been involved in the workshops to take part in this? No, not at all. Um we are inviting everyone to come and take part in it on the day. Um, we're hoping to get, you know, up to 300 people to join us um, on the cycle. Um, so it's an 18 kilometre loop um, beginning and ending at Duckett's Grove, um, which is a gorgeous heritage site in Carlow. Um, there's also going to be a three kilometre option okay. for maybe some younger uh, people. Um, and then also there'll be a little loop within the walled garden in Duckett's Grove for the smaller, smaller children. Lovely. I've never been to Duckett's Grove. I hear the name so often. Yeah. How, how would you describe it? Oh, um, it's this, I mean, it's kind of a magical old, you know, I, I'm not even sure how old uh, building. Um 
and it's it's so picturesque in the landscape when you drive up to it it's like you're in a Disney film wow. or something yeah. Um, but yeah it's a very beautiful old building um, I'm not sure of all the history of it mm-hmm. um, but it's a gorgeous uh, a landscape to start from Stockett Grove is a really interesting history so um, it was one of those kind of um, big houses or like estate homes that were in um, in Ireland at the time and I suppose what's kind of interesting about it is it wasn't burned out during the Civil War which is really a strategy that was used um, by the Irish side to kind of um, make a point about the fact that um, we were being colonised and these people were living in the country but there was a different kind of a relationship between the big houses and the people um, who lived in Carlow Um, and I think um, the site itself is really interesting because it was taken over by the um, the Irish Republican Army during the Civil War and they used to do training there like it was a site and there's lots of um, different reports that were written that came out of there um, from when people were training there but also the family that lived there beforehand they were really interested in sustainability and they had like they have the wall garden but they also they were sustainable in that they grew all their own vegetables and there's really interesting information on the site about that and it's a stunning place to be it's also it's majestic when you um, you come around a corner and it just appears in the landscape. So it's very striking and dramatic place for us to begin, I think. So that's where the start is. Tell me about the Carlo terrain when it comes to cycling. Is it mostly flat, I would hope? It's mostly flat. I did it, okay. <laughs> which, which says a lot because I am not a cyclist okay. and I don't cycle regularly and I probably should, but I don't. But I did manage it and I, I found it fine I find it good so like I mean there are some small inclines but then there's also the declines okay. with it we need the um, and in our life. it's going to be a very safe cycle as well just to say yeah. there is going to be rolling road closures um, and by the Gardaí we have the Carlo Road Cycling Club helping us with marshalling the event Carlo Sports Partnership are running the event with us as well so we have people who are quite experienced in running um, I suppose large participation mm. cycling events uh, and then we're adding the uh, the the arts the 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 kind of exciting elements of the audio uh, piece and other kind of interesting things that people will see along the the cycle. Lovely, and you're providing some transport for people if they don't have bikes as well. Just a few bits. Is yeah, that? so we are going to have a bus going from um, Rathvilly, Hackettstown, Tullow, and Grey Cullen. Those are the four key places we've been working in Mm -hmm. with uh, Carlo Arts Festival and as part of this project. So all the workshops took place in those four areas. So we're having a bus going from each of those four areas to Duckett's Grove. There's also an option to hire a bike for the event. So if you don't have a bike, you can still take part. Um, And then, you know, so uh, anyone can take part if they want to. And you've other stuff as well, not just bikes, like you have things like... um Rickshaws and stuff like that, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. so we'll have um, rickshaws, we'll have um, hand cycles and mm. trikes. So we're trying to make it as accessible as possible. So not just for the regular cyclists, but for anyone who's interested in cycling or just interested in this event and want to try it out, mm-hmm. um, they'd be really welcome. It's going to be quite leisurely. There's nothing competitive about it. Um, yeah, they should. And what happens it. with the audio? Is everyone given a piece of audio to listen to, or are they pressing things along the route? How does that work? So 
they will so everybody will download an app onto okay. their smartphone uh-huh. and that app um will be will be set off along the route so we'll give each person um a nice piece of costume uh, okay. to wear where they can fit a, a speaker into uh-huh. that and then the their phone will be connected to the speaker and then the app will be set off at different locations along the route to play the audio um which will then kind of hopefully be informing their experience of the landscape and be a lovely um uh, yeah audio experience as Brilliant. they go. Ivy on the time. So I guess we were thinking about the it, like it is an eighteen kilometer cycle, so it will take a good hour, hour and a half depending on your speed. And we really wanted people to have a bit of space in that to just actually cycle. Um so the audio is geolocated to particular points, but it's not a continuous audio, so that you do have time to just cycle, be with the people that you've come with and experience the place. And I think what's really special about this is that many people don't really feel safe cycling on the road. And this is a really great opportunity to feel safe to be able to go out with your family and to actually experience what you know many generations before us experienced of cycling country roads and like feeling the wind in your hair so um, we really wanted to leave the space for that and for people to really pay attention to um what's in their environment and also to give them time to kind of I suppose process the different ideas and the prompts that are within the audio that we've made. Gorgeous. And to say there is a break along the route. Okay. So we will have a refreshment stop along the route. They, they won't have to cycle. And I hear a post-cycle bar. I used to do a lot of uh, cycling, to not not as a competitive mammal, as people like to call them, but just a lot of kilometres. And I used to always have a, a victory dinner afterwards. And you're doing something like that. You're having a post-cycle barbecue. Yes, yeah. we are having a, a, a lovely a barbecue that will be set up by the Lazy River Cafe, Fab. which is located on Ducats Grove now as well. Um, and that will be free. Um, so we'll welcome everybody back from the cycle and they can enjoy the, the barbecue. Gorgeous. Just lovely. And Michelle, like this is something you've been working on for a long time. Are like, what is your hopes for this? What are you hoping people will learn about their environment or history? What do you hope that people take home from this? I suppose what we're kind of interested in thinking about is how we connect to place and what our relationship is to it. So, you know, if we're hurtling through the landscape Mm. in a metal box, it's harder for us to really experience it. And I suppose what we're hoping from this is that the audio will prompt people to think in a different way that they may not always have time to think about because we are generally all very busy and don't necessarily have the time to think about kind of the bigger ideas about society, but also the smaller ideas about what are the plants that are around us. So it gives you the opportunity and the space mm-hmm. to do that, I hope. Um, and I suppose we're also kind of interested in kind of engaging people a little bit more in their surroundings and noticing those things a little bit more. Lovely stuff. And as you said, we are all just moving through this place. So Cycles is part of Art 2023. It's a decade of centenary programmes. It's presented by the Arts Council. There is a nominal fee if you want to get involved in the cycle on September 24th, but you can get more details of that. And that fee includes that barbecue afterwards. It includes the barbecue, yeah. And uh, just to mention as well that Carlo Community Choir are going to be singing at the end of the event. So there's been a special song written um, or created with Ye Vagabonds. So Brian and Dermot Macklin, um, who are uh, from Carlo, they're from the area. They mm-hmm. cycled all around Ducats Grove. Uh, they're fantastic musicians who have won awards for their music. 
Um, this song is a gorgeous song oh, that they've brilliant. written from the workshops that we've done um, and it's going to be sung by Carlo oh, Community fabulous, Choir at the end of the cycle. So brilliant. Okay. Uh, that'll be really enjoyable. Lots going on on the day. That is September 24th. It is called Cycles. You can get more details at carlosports.ie and just search for Carlo Local Sports Partnership. But in the meantime, Orla Tracy from Carlo Arts Festival and artist Michelle Brown. Thanks a million for joining me this morning. Thank you. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. It's a Sunday morning. You're listening to Beat 102-103 and September brings lots of events and Culture Night is always one to mark in your diary. Friday week, September 22nd, Sarah Jane Foster is the social media host for the night and she joins me on the Sunday Grill this morning to tell us what is happening around the southeast. You're very welcome, Sarah Jane. Good morning, Orla. How are you? I'm very well. You seem very excited about Culture Night. Yes, I really, really am. So look, Culture Night is on Friday, 22nd of September, as you just said there. Nationwide, it's brought to us by the Arts Council. Maureen Kennelly and her team are doing an incredible job this year, Orla. And what's your job as as a social media host then? So I'm going to be hosting the social media pages across the 22nd of September. I'm going to be going around to the different events that are happening on the night and I'll be giving everyone a little bit of a glimpse into what's happening on the night. I'm really looking forward to it. That'll be very busy. It's on across the country. So I presume you'll, you'll just get to a smattering of the so many events happening. There is. There's over 1,500 events across the country on the night. So I'll just get to give you a little bit of a glimpse into what's actually happening on the night. And I'll be speaking to a lot of people that are going to be around on Culture Night and getting out and about in Wexford and Waterford and Tipperary on the night. Okay, lovely stuff. Now, is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to in the southeast? There is, Orla. So in Tipperary, you have the Hope for Future Composers and Songwriters Showcase. Mm -hmm. So this is an intimate showcase at Nina Live Venue from 4.45 to 6 p.m. This will be a selection of new and unreleased original material. Look, this is a great platform if you've written a song and you'd like to show it to like-minded people and get some feedback from them with the aim to maybe potentially going forward with your song and releasing it after getting that confidence to show it to a larger audience. Okay, good stuff. Yes, and then you have the fabulous musician Charlie McGettigan at Cashel Library from half seven until half nine. His songs have actually been recorded by Ray Lynham, the beautiful Sandy Kelly and Daniel O'Donnell. This is a great opportunity for musicians to hear him play and you might even get to ask him about some songwriting tips or even how you can get it into the hands of a musician that you want to record. You can always learn from other people, you know, and especially on Culture Night. Yeah, great. Uh, Will we head to Wexford and see what's going on there? Yes, for sure. So over in Wexford in St. Michael's Theatre in New Ross, you have the Youth Filmmakers screening. Now, this one really resonates with me, Orla. Mm -hmm. So you get to see some of the best made youth films and animation from around Wexford. Filmmaking has grown, especially among young people, Mm -hmm. and I love to see it. So I have my own video production company in Mullingar and... Like back when I started, I would have had to go to Dublin. I would have had to travel quite a bit to get to these types of events. So it's so nice to see this growing. You know, everyone has a camera. All the young people have cameras mm-hmm. and they've been so creative. So I'm really looking forward to to that in Wexford in St. Michael's Theatre. Um, you have a drop-in art workshop in Caroline Bergen's art studio in Gorey. There's no bookings required for this and it's from four to eight. So maybe art is something you would like to try or it's an old hobby that you want to go back to. It's a great way to socialise and meet people and Caroline's work is absolutely amazing. 
brilliant. And we might tell people before we move on to the next county that there's a, a filter within culturenight.ie. If you just type in your county or the type of event that you'd like to see, you'll find what's available. You can even put in the age and what start time and where you want to go on Culture Night and you'll be able to find out so much there because as Sarah Jane said, there's 1,500 or over 1,500 events across the country. So there has to be something for you. And I suppose the remit of Culture Night is allowing people to experience what's happening in the arts and in culture around the country, but doing it for free on the night. Is that right, Sarah Jane? That's sort of, and Orla, the best thing about all of this is that, that it's absolutely free. Mm-hmm. So with the aim that more open-minded people um, to a new hobby or a skill or just to come out and support your local community and see what kind of creative people are out there. I can't believe they're all free. Like, that's incredible. For one night only, everything like this is free in your area. And just things for every age even, you know, from 8 to 80, there is something going on. And a real way to, I know it's hard to get out and about, you know, it's the end of the week, you're sitting in, Yes, you know, it's later <laughs> on in September, we're not going to have the heat that we've had for the past week. But I've been to culture nights around Wexford and Morshford and you really don't regret going and seeing some places that you might never have seen in your county before. It's so true. And it's about like, you know, you can discover new talent or new venues that you might have never went to before. And that's what's so special about Culture Night. Let's move on to Kilkenny. What is going on around the Marble City and County for Culture Night? Yes, in Doyle's pub in the cosy back room from 7 to 1am, you have Poetry by the Barrow where they're welcoming you to read your own poem or your favourite poem. They're even welcoming musicians to come play a tune or you can even just observe the talent that will be there on the night. That'll be a lovely, lovely night, really intimate in Doyle's pub. And then in their neighbouring county in Carlow, we have Forest Treasures in a workshop in the Presentation College in Carlow to raise awareness for young people about the importance of creativity and to be able to express themselves through visual art. And then over in Spellman Hall in Carlow, you have live performances with local artists and singers and musicians. It's going to be a fabulous night. Fabulous, brilliant stuff going on for Culture Night around the southeast, and that is just a tiny amount of the stuff. Probably the best place to go is culturenight.ie. And then will you be sharing videos and stories and stuff like that on the night, Sarah Jane? I will. I'm going to be sharing lots of stories, lots of posts, a couple of reels on the night mm-hmm. and um, it's going to be a fabulous night. I'm really, really looking forward to it. I absolutely love doing the social hosting and I love getting out, talking to everybody. So if you see me floating about the Midlands, make sure to come over and get featured on our social media page at Culture Night. And there you go. Next year, you might come to the southeast and be I do the, all your social media from here. I would absolutely love that <laughs> if you'd have me, Orla, for sure. <laughs> I'll put a word in for you, Sarah Jane. So where's the best place for people to find out all your posts and reels on the night? Is there a Culture Night Instagram? There is indeed. So all of our social medias are called at Culture Night. So make sure to follow our pages to keep up to date about what's happening across the country on the 22nd of September. Brilliant stuff. Well, as you said, that is September 22nd. Always a Friday for Culture Night. Everything absolutely free. And I think you will find something for you that suits you if you have a check out culturenight.ie. And Sarah Jane Foster, thanks a million for joining me this morning. Thank you, Orla. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. It's Beat 102-103. Good morning. It's Sunday. Brian is here. Hello. Do you know what you can do for me? What can I do? Move over there. Because you the you've got a funny, funny shaped mic there. Yeah. How's that? I don't know. How is that? Beautiful. Welcome. Well, do you want me to take off the jacket? No, you're 
Sorry. I can't believe you're wearing a very heavy jacket. It's been quite warmish. Yeah, look, has to be done. Sunday morning, you know how it is. Gotta be cozy, gotta be warm. Just out of bed, gonna head back to it, you know. Lovely. The classic. The life, Brian. Well, I saw a photo of this week's movie review and immediately thought, this is a horror. But no. That's how much clowns freak me out in movies, by okay. the way. Um, the title would make you think that it's eerie. It's called A, co- a Pot. Now, not one of my favourite <laughs> <laughs> Not one of my favourite words what to say. That? What was that first pronunciation? Uh, you got this. Apocalypse Clown. There we go. Thank you very much. Irish movie? Yes. Looks like good crack. It is fairly good crack. To a point? Yeah. Let's have a listen. Everything is obsolete except us. The world is ours now. We're forming a troop. Clown Pedo. You know, like a torpedo of clowns. This is our chance to win back the woman that I love. If I don't make it out of her, tell the world I died with dignity. You want us to lie? Well, no. Just implied I was wearing trousers. Laughter is the only sane response to a meaningless existence. Everyone dreams of dying doing what they love. Say we go out clowning. There you go. That's a populist. <laughs> <laughs> apocalypse. Ah, oh, why is that so hard to say? A pop apocalypse <laughs> clown. There you go. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm not on their promo run. Yeah, just there spend ten minutes. <laughs> say the name of the movie. Hello, the, the scary clown movie. That's not really a scary clown yeah, movie. Yeah, like the, the words are up there. You can read them. Yeah. <laughs> After a mysterious technological blackout plunges Ireland into anarchy and chaos, a group of washed-up clowns travel the country for one last shot at their dreams. Yeah. Okay. Let me see. Do we recognise any of these people? Because I heard the voices and I thought. I know that voice. And then when I went to look at who the people were, I was like, I don't know these people at all. Like one of them sounds like quite a famous Irish comedian. Yeah. So I feel like the the one you'd recognize would be David Earl. So David Earl is is in Afterlife. He's, okay. um, he's, uh, he's he plays, uh, funny enough, Brian in that. Okay. And then he's in, he's in a movie called Brian and Charles where he also plays a fellow called Brian Gittens. Okay. Which is very close <laughs> to my name, which was a weird thing when they were saying it on screen. But he's a kind of fellow that, like, he's he's in a lot of the Ricky Gervais stuff. He was in he was in extras. He was in um, Derek. He was in Afterlife. So he's okay. like kind of one of those kind of a he's kind of a, a really dry comedian. I think he was the, a hoarder in in Afterlife. If okay. You've seen it. But uh, after that, then it's kind of people I've never seen in my entire life. So, uh, it, but it's one of those things where it was like it's an interesting idea. But I just don't know about the execution. Now, I've seen another blurb for it, which sounds more interesting to me, that when they slag off Pepe, a hapless clown, the remaining clowns gather at the the funeral. Yeah. And then what all hell breaks loose. Yeah. So (laughs) what what essentially happens is a a famous clown, Pepe Lecoq, Pepe Ducoq is a dies. very famous clown. Yeah, and then even they, I know who Pepe is. And uh, then he like they they go to his funeral, but then there's like a solar flare, and then all electronic all, all electronics die. Okay. So then it's a case of like Ireland's been plunged into 
electronic darkness but I really feel like they didn't really utilise that well because essentially turning into a wasteland mm-hmm. and from the, the, the trailer and stuff I thought it was going to be like a kind of a zombie-ish type movie because yeah. at the start of the movie someone bites into somebody's neck and, or some like they don't they take off one of their ears so it's like okay it's going to be like one of those type of movies but it really turned into just kind of a kind of a road trip movie I suppose but it's I don't know it's it's such a dry dry like dry humour movie mm-hmm. Um, but there is like maybe five to ten seconds of it that's just absolutely glorious. It's it was best best part of a movie I've ever seen because I'm in it for ten what? seconds, well for like a couple of seconds. You're in it. I'm in the movie, Orla. Wow. Yeah. Is this true? It is genuinely true. What are you doing in the movie? I was I was helping out for a few days on it. Okay. So I throw a rock at the car. Oh wow! And my car's in How it too. you, Brian? Oh, both you and your car. Oh are yeah, in it. I couldn't be in it if my car's on it. Wow, this is amazing. I, I, I have a funny feeling we're we're now promoting a movie you've been in, and it's actually not in oh, any yeah, cinemas is, across Ireland at all. This has gone from review to promo. <laughs> <laughs> Will people be able to see this movie? No, I, it's, I was in Odeon. I saw it in Odeon the okay. night, so don't all worry. Right. It's not just. It's not just a case of Brian saw it in his bedroom and yeah. just wants to tell you about. It. Yeah, it's, I don't want to brag, but I do want to brag. But okay, but you're able to give us an unbiased opinion. Of yeah, it. it's pretty unbiased to be fair okay so come on tell us this so they go on a road trip yeah so it's kind of a case of they, they want to get back to Dublin because mm-hmm. the, they want to keep going with their lives because the only car that works is the one that doesn't have any electronics in it mm-hmm. and then it, it's kind of they, they end up kind of going to different things along the way there's like some sort of wellness festival that was going on that is still going on because it's only a day later and they're just playing music or whatever mm-hmm. I just feel like it just it could have used things better. It could have been better with their time. It could have been more efficient and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's kind of ratio of setting up jokes to telling jokes kind of was a bit too much. So it's like it kind of it kind of tried to play on heartstrings and that didn't really work. And then so then when it came to the comedy, it was like a, it's kind of desperate humor kind of then. So it's like you kind of feel bad for them more than anything. So I don't know. Like some parts of it were genuinely funny. I did properly laugh. But a lot of the time I was like, oh, and there, I know this is a really stupid question, but are they always clowns in it? Do we ever see them not as clowns? They they do to like as the movie goes on, retire. Let's say from from being okay. clowns, and you get to see them who they are. And do we hear the backstories? We and... hear all the backstories. Okay, I hear. like stuff like and that. like it is it is fun. They have it is like very fun, but I just feel like they could have gone crazier with it, considering the okay. consequences. Well, listen, it, as I see it here, two of the places I picked in the southeast, Brownwich seat in the Odeon in Waterford, it's there. It's also in movies at Gorey. If you want to support an Irish movie that our very own Brian Griffin yeah. is in, throwing something at people, which is just, just Classic. him to yeah. a T. Just him to a T. <laughs> um, there are some, as I was saying, I recognised voices, but probably the name that I know the best is Amy D. Bruin. Yeah, so she's mm. she's a pretty prominent role. She's a journalist in it. Okay. And she's basically sent to cover the clown funeral, but she's gone off with one of the clowns before. Okay. So that's the, the love story behind it all. But I don't know, it's, it's kind of a, again, it's kind of weird because... They they went off once. She always plays it off as she regrets it. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, he's just infatuated and in love with her and like showing up to her workplace and stuff, which is like, it it's funny until it's like, mm, that's kind of odd. Mm. So it's like, I don't know, it's maybe it's, maybe it's just towing the line and I feel it's gone on one side of the line, whatever. But uh, I yeah, it, it is fun. It is a fun movie to watch. And also, okay. I'm in it. So. I'm in it. <laughs> called Apocalypse Clown. There you, there you go. Thank you, Orla. Give us some uh, 
Black puddings out of ten there, please. I'll give it like a six. Okay, just because you're in it? Yeah. Well, how many points did you give for you being in it? Four. No, uh, no, <laughs> it, you know, it is. It, it is a fun movie, but uh, it's definitely helped by the fact that I am looking for myself. In it, yeah, are it? you? Or maybe that's maybe it's worse. Are you in, are you in a, a disappointing less t- amount of time than you thought you would I be in I didn't think it? I'd be in it. I thought okay. I might be in the credits, but uh, I was in the credits, but I, I was like, oh, I, rec- I know. I remember them taking this <laughs> shot. And then I was like, I could be in this now, and it's like that. How was. did you feel? It was weird. Was it? It's like how many times have I gone to cinema and I looked mm, at the cinema? There's you. There's me on the cinema. Did you cinema. recognize yourself? Oh, instantly. Did you look like you thought you looked like? Oh yeah. Did you have your blonde hair or your natural? I hair? had my blonde hair at the time. <gasps> there you go. It's like seeing basically as if I was watching Magic Mike. It's like seeing Channing Tatum up on the screen <laughs> once again. Well, listen, if you see it, watch out for Brian. He is in the scene <laughs> where he throws something. It's called Apocalypse. Apocalypse, yeah, apocalypse clown. How it's, it's rolling off my tongue now. Apocalypse, apocalypse, apocalypse clown. Uh, it's on, <laughs> on a limited I think run. You're breaking down a small <laughs> bit over here. On a limited run, so check it out if it's in a cinema near you. You know what we say: support Irish. I'm talking about something completely different. The PR machine has started for Priscilla. It is not out till Christmas, and yet yeah. all I hear about is Sofia Coppola and Priscilla. Yeah, I. I've only seen a, one video and one tweet about it the other day. Well, I've heard so much about it, about Sofia Coppola's music choices, about all the different movies. Oh. Priscilla is meant to be phenomenal. It looks like you're caught in a trap and you can't walk I'm, out. I'm, it's, it's, oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's in his pajamas still and yet he's able to do stuff like that. I'm yeah. so proud. I really, I really better come in and better clothes. Yeah, time. I think so. I think so. I've been saying that for months though. Yeah. Thank you very much. No bother at all. Back to bed with you. Yes, sir. See you later. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102 103.